Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Amen, amen. Well, I'm excited to be here. I'm going to be teaching my messages entitled Cut the Rope. Everybody say, Cut the Rope. Cut the rope. All right. Well, I was. Uh, I want to jump into to some verses here. Romans chapter seven. So, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Romans chapter seven. That is in the New Testament. That is right between Romans chapter six and Romans chapter eight. If you have trouble finding it, it is right there. Um, we're going to jump right into this, and I'm going to start at verse fourteen. It's going to be a, a quite a bit of reading, so just bear with me, if you will. Romans chapter seven, verse fourteen says. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what am I doing? For I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not do. Verse 16, jumping down. Actually, go back to uh, um, verse 14. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. If then, I do will not to do it. I agree that the law is good. But now, it is no longer I that do the sin that dwells within me. For I know that in me, that is my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will the present within me, but how to perform it, that which is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin that dwells within me. I find then that the law that is evil persuades within me. And the one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of God. According to the inward man, but I see another and the law that's in my member, and it wars against me, the law that is in my mind, and it brings me into captivity, the law of sin, which is in my member. Oh, what a wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Try to read that like five times back to back, because that is difficult. He's basically saying the things that I want to do, I don't do them. And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing constantly. Have you ever felt like that? Let me give you a story. I was a child, and I remember we were living in Norwalk at the time, and we were having dinner. It was hot dogs and french fries, I think, at the time. And I, was, I can remember so vividly the smells, the room. We had this, this big wall of, of mirror. It was just a big mirror, and I remember I was sitting at one end of the table. My dad was at the end, on the end of the table. My mom was in the middle, and my brother, and we're sitting there. And my dad went around the table and asked like, what we did that day, and I remember he got to me, and he said, Brent, how was your day today? And I have no reason to do this. I have no inkling of why I did it. I said, someone stole my lunch money. I, I had lunch. I had the money. I bought lunch. I have no, I have no idea why. When he asked the question, I don't know if my, my life was boring, so I wanted to come up with some excitement, bring some excitement to, to dinner. And I said, someone stole my lunch money. He said, what? 
What do you mean? I said, yeah, these guys, they, they're the bullies in the school, and they came up and they, they pushed me around, and they took my lunch money. So then it turned into this big old thing, and I had no idea why I was creating this lie. And I remember as I'm creating the lie, in my mind, I'm thinking, why am I saying this? <laughs> Have you ever been in the middle of something, and you're talking to yourself while the words are coming out, and you're like, why am I saying this? That didn't even happen. That's not even how it's going. I remember so vividly looking to my, my right, looking at the mirror, being like, why are you doing this? <laughs> but I had no idea why I was saying these words. And then I had to come out and be like, oh, I was just playing. It was, it was this joke. I was just messing around. Because I had no idea why I just said it. I just said it. But I think a lot of us are like that in some instances, or in some, some areas in our life that we kind of feel like we're somebody that we're not. Or we don't know why we're doing something. And we know that we shouldn't be doing it. Like we're a different person at times. You ever woke up angry and you have no reason to be angry? And you even tell yourself, why am I angry? But now you're so far committed, you just got to go with it? <laughs> you know, I just got to ride this one till the wheels fall off. Till I go back to bed, I'm just going to be angry the rest of the day. I have no, no reason why. I just got to stick with it. I got to be consistent. I, or maybe we're, we're, we kind of realize that we are kind of have seven different personalities, one for each day of the week. On Monday, we're kind of dragging around, I need to get my coffee. Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm getting a little happy. Friday, I'm like, hey. And then Sunday, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. We have so many different things going on in our lives. And it's really that we're struggling with consistency in our lives. We're having a hard time dealing with the consistency in our lives and, and being who we know we're supposed to be. Scripture says, Paul is saying here that the things that I know that I'm supposed to do, I don't do them, and I don't even know why. It's not even me. It's the sin that's in me. Understand that there is a battle going on. There is a battle that is waging for your soul. And it's not on the outside, it's on the inside. He's saying, the things that I want to do, I just don't do them, and I don't know why. It's this, this evil that is within me. We need to understand that we, even though we know what we need to do to be healthy, we know what we need to do to, to be happy, to, to grow in life. We know what we need to do. We know who we need to cut out of our lives. You know what the, the relationship that we need to walk away from, but we just don't do them. Something keeps pulling us back, and we know we're not supposed to be in that situation. We know we shouldn't be in that place, but we keep finding ourselves there over and over and over again. And we don't know why. There's this inconsistency in my heart, and I don't know. It's just a battle that is fighting for me. Does anybody else feel this way? I, I've realized that we're at, at two points in our lives where we're either walking in fear we're walking in faith. Faith in who we are and in faith in who God is in our lives. See, I, I'm either steadfast, I'm either strong knowing who I am and whose I am, or I'm scared and I'm timid because of the sin that is in my life and it's pulling me away from God. See, so many Christians opt out of this faith journey because they feel like they're, I'm just not good enough. I've had this thing in my life that I just can't get past or I just can't get rid of and, and I feel like I'm not good enough for God because I have this sin 
in my life. And it just keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. And it's not like we're bad people or we're just failing at everything. Sometimes it's just one or two things that just keep rearing its ugly head in our lives. And this addiction to whatever it is, and I, I just can't. Maybe it's just this anger. Or maybe it's just backbiting. Or maybe it's just insecurities that are coming up in our lives. And I feel like, man, if I could just get past this. If I could just get past this. And, and you say to yourself, man, this is going to be my year. This is going to be my year. And, and day, day by day goes by and you still are the same person. And you get so angry within yourself. And God, if I could just get past this insecurity, if I can just get past this sin. There's this battle waging, and I just, I need some help. I need help with this consistency. I know what I need to do, but I can't find the strength to do it. I can't find the strength to let go of the person that I need to let go of. I can't find the strength to, to maybe quit the job that I know is just dragging me down. I can't find the strength to step out in faith and, and do the thing that God has called me to do. See, see we're all about healing, and I, we need healing in our body, but what about the healing of the heart? What about the, the war that is being waged on the mind, and I'm just so drained, Lord. It's exhausting trying to be good when you know you're falling short. God, I know what I need to do, but it seems like I'm so weak I can't even do it. I feel like I should just stop and give up. I see other people and they're, they're, they're accomplishing so much and they're going so far in, in relationship with you and I feel like I'm just stuck here. How do I get free of this? How do I just let go? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Let's get there. It says this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. See, for I, I, we do not war against flesh and blood. See, a lot of times we feel like the enemy is going to come at us naturally. But in Revelations, it talks about the devil's main uh, a tool of to, to attack your life, and that's through deception. Right. He's going to attack the mind. Why? Because even, see... I, we understand that, that the devil, he's not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. And he's not all-powerful. He's not all-knowing. He's not everywhere. And he's not all-powerful. But he is consistent. If you can understand that, that the devil is consistent, it'll give you a leg up on the adversary. Here, let me show you why. Because even a good, a, a, a mediocre boxer understands that once I have a wound on you, I don't switch over to somewhere else. I continually attack that place. See, I don't stop that wound and go to another place. Why? Because if I can't beat you in the fight, then at least I can wound you to the place where they stop the fight. 
And the enemy knows that if I can't kill you in this fight, that I'm going to disqualify you from the fight. And he will do that through sin. The smallest sin. It doesn't have to be something big. He just knows if I can just, just constantly poke at this one thing, you'll release everything that God has for you. I don't need to kill you. You'll take yourself out. This is not a war that is flesh and blood. It's a war that is waged on the mind. I have a, an illustration. I remember as a kid, we would go to camp or to school, and, and we would play this game, this game called tug-of-war. Do you guys remember this game? Now, Stan, come help me out here. So Stan's got this side here. But this is, this is what we seem to be doing. We're, we're going back and forth. Stan's not going to, I told him already, don't hurt me, Stan. But we're just going back and forth, and I feel like, man, I, I'm con this is my whole life right here. My whole life is just this, going back and forth, and I, I can't seem to pull any further than this. As soon as I feel like I'm going, I'm getting good, then it pulls me back. Uh, come on, I'm going, I'm reading my Bible, I'm going to church, and then it pulls me back. I, I really, really, I'm, I'm cutting people out of my life, and all of a sudden they text me, and I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm cutting people out. I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible. I'm getting far. And all of a sudden, pulls me right back. And I feel like my life is just this yo-yo that just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. Thank you, Stan. And I just can't seem to let go, to get out of the game. And the enemy just has this grip on me, and he will not let go. And I don't know what else I can do. Romans chapter 7, 19 says this. Turn into Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, 19 says this. For the good that I do, that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I, uh, I will not to do, then I no longer, it is me who does it, but the sin that dwells within me. I love that Paul brings this to light. But it's so interesting to me because right before chapter 7 is chapter 6. And chapter 6 says this. Chapter 6, verse 14. For sin shall have no dominion over me. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. And then it says in chapter 6, verse uh, 18, it says this. And having been set free from sin, you have become a slave of righteousness. And then what's even more interesting is in chapter 8, it says this. In chapter 8, verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of a, of a bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. Amen. Verse 37, this is so good, right? Verse 37 says this. Yet in all things, we are more than conquerors. 
Through Him who loves us. These are beautiful verses. So uplifting and just bring strength to your life. But seven, six and seven are sandwiched right between, are, are sandwiching chapter seven, which is horrible. I, I almost wish that Paul didn't put it in. Like, let's just stick with the sin is not going to have dominion over me. And let's just stick with that I am more than conquerors. Like, why do we even have to read chapter seven? It doesn't go together almost. But I love that Paul put it in because he doesn't skip over our humanity. Although sin has no dominion over me, I'm still in this flesh and I'm still going to have a battle. Although God has created me and made me to be more than a conqueror, I still have struggles. I still have to go through things. And I think a lot of time Christians, they say, man, because I'm going through so much or because I have this sin or because I have this struggle that I just can't get past, then I'm no good. And that's the lie of the enemy. He wants to take you out. He wants you to think that you are not any good because you have a struggle, because you're having a hard time. But that doesn't mean that you're far away from God. Just because you have sin in your life, just because you're having struggles, does not mean you are far from God. The scripture says that God is forever married to the backslider. It says he leaves the 99 and goes after the one. And we have all been that one at some point in our lives. Some of us, we've been one for a long time. (laughs) But understand, just because you're going through something today doesn't mean that you're far from God. Doesn't mean that you're a lost cause. God is still pursuing you right where you are. He still wants a relationship with you. Chapter 7. Romans, verse 22, says, For I delight in the law of God, according to the inward man. It's time that we start to delight in the law of God. Start to delight in His works in our lives. Say, We need to wake up saying, you know what, God? I, I may have messed up yesterday, but this is a new day. That this is a new day that has never been touched by anything but you. And I'm going to walk in that strength. I'm going I'm to forget and walk away from that past. That I, even if it was just the night before, God, I am brand new in you. I'm going to delight in your, 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 your forgiveness, your grace, and your mercy, what you have for me. I'm no longer going to cling to my sin, but I'm going to cling to you. It's time to get out of the game. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says this, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let's read that again. Casting down every... See, you're going to argue with yourself. I was arguing myself while I was lying to my dad. I don't know why. This, these thoughts, see, here's the thing is that sometimes you think that every thought that pops into your head came from you. You thought that, that oh, I, I must be so messed up because I'm the one thinking these things or I'm the one that's telling these lies. <laughs> Understand that there is an enemy. And his main objective is to kill, steal, and to destroy you. 
And if he can get you to think that those are your thoughts, then he's already got a foothold into your life. But this scripture says here, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What is the knowledge of God? Knowing that you are his son and you are his daughter. I love the scripture that says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You have to let the mind of Christ take over you. You have to allow God to be first in your life and say, you know what, I'm going to cast these these thoughts away and I'm going to take on the mind of Christ and not the mind of crises. I'm going to choose to to submit my life to God today. I I wake up saying, God, it's your will. It doesn't matter what I've done in the past. It's your will for my life. I'm going to cast down all these negative thoughts all these negative things, and I'm going to look to you. Even when I, I, I'm weak, you're strong. And when I'm poor in spirit, you're rich. And that's where I find my strength. This, this tug-of-war game, it feels like it's never-ending. Like I just can't get out of it. Stan, you want to come help me again? Jesse, come help me out. It's kind of like, you take that side, and... Jesse's over here. See, for the first time we played the game, <laughs> the first time we played the game, I was on one side and Sam was on the other, but in reality, this is what it's like. And they're pulling from each side, and I feel like I'm, can't going, I'm going this way, and, and I'm going this way, and my life is just so messed up, and it starts to squeeze so tight that I, I feel like I can't go on anymore. Okay, guys, not really. <laughs> But this struggle within my heart and within my mind, you can pull a little bit. (laughs) This struggle within my heart and within my mind is literally sucking the life from me. And I feel like I can't go on. I can't breathe. It's so tight. Like this this sin is coming on to me. And then I just can't. I feel like, God, I can't do it anymore. I'm not good enough. And it hurts so bad. I want to do the right thing, but I just keep messing up. And this, this struggle that I'm going through, I want to live right, but I just keep getting pulled to the sin. What do I do? It's getting so tight. It's literally sucking the life from me. There needs to come a time where you say, you know what? I'm done with this game. I'm done with this struggle. I've had enough. And you yourself, nobody else can do it for you. I can't go to God for you. I can pray for you. I can stand with you. But you have to take the spiritual scissors and say, you know what? Enough is enough. And I cut the rope. I'm going to cut the rope because I'm done with this game. I'm done with this game. Thank you, guys. I'm done with the back and forth. I don't want to play anymore. God, it's all you. That's all I want is you. I've tried the world. I've tried this. I've tried that. I need to go full force, full force just for God. God, I'm so done playing. I'm so done being squeezed. I'm so done. I cut the rope today. See, just going to church, that's great. See, but religion is just nothing but, but behavior modification. Now that going to church will never change you. What changes you is accepting Jesus into your heart and saying, today, I'm going to walk away from the person that I was. 
That, that, that person that I fought with in myself, I, I release that and say, God, I'm going towards you. I'm accepting your mind in my life. I want what you have for me. That, that, that battle that I had of what I know I should do to what I do, I'm done with it. I'm done with it ruling my life. Say, so God, you are the Lord of my life. Amen. It's all about you, Lord. You are my strength. You're my strong tower. I'm going to get my strength from being in your presence now. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and close your eyes and bow your heads. Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. So we no longer have to battle these thoughts that try to just destroy us and pull us down, that we can let go of that and cast all of our burdens on you. We lay it all at the foot of the cross. And we walk in the the freedom that we have in your finished work, Lord. As we shut down today's service, we never shut down services without giving invitations. And This is what it's all about. It's about you having your way in our lives. Saying no to sin and yes to you, Father. If you're in this place today and you say, you know what, I, I felt like that for a long time. Like I've, I've been going back and forth, back and forth, and this sin life is just, it's just draining me. I, wanna, I just want to leave that life. I want to leave that destruction. I want to leave that pain and that hurt. And I want to receive Jesus into my heart today. Or you say to yourself, you know what, I've walked away. I've never said yes to Jesus Christ. Or maybe I've walked away and I need to rededicate my life. I want to ask Jesus into my heart. So if you're in this place, everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. Or if you're online, you're listening. Please just raise your hand just so that I can see it. And you can put it back down. Is there anybody at this time in this place? I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else you want to make that decision and say that prayer with me? Well, let's all just raise our right hands for those that are also online. Say, Father, just repeat to me. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me. Because without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. Today, I receive Jesus, into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Give them a hand. So awesome. Thank you guys for coming out today. I just want to encourage you, no matter what you're going through today, cut that rope. End that game. You don't need to stay in that situation anymore. God has so much for your life. We at Heritage believe that God has placed seeds of greatness on the inside of each and every one of us. That each and every one of us is called, anointed, and appointed for such a time as this. And God has great things for you in store for 2021. No longer looking to 2020. God, we are moving into 2021 and everything that you have for us. And we're going to be joyful about it. We're going to be the church that the world needs. We're going to be this light in the darkness. The scripture says that we are called salt and light. But how are people supposed to see that Jesus is good? It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. How are they going to taste and see that the Lord is good if we're not being salt and light? 
They need us to be who we're called to be so that they can receive what they need in their lives. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.